Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This is episode number 1,159 with Rob Deerdeck. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is my good friend, Rob Deerdeck. And Rob is a former professional skateboarder turned TV host and producer on shows like Robin Big, Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory, and Ridiculousness. And he's the co-founder of Deerdeck Machine, where he's helped build over 25 different brands, five of which have collectively exited for over $450 million. He's also the host of the new podcast, Build with Rob, where he talks about building and investing in businesses. Make sure you check out the episode with me on the show as well, talking about networking and building relationships for business. And five years ago to the day of filming this interview, I had Rob on the show for the first time. And at that moment, he made some declarations. He made some intentions. He set a path for the future of something he wanted to build for his life, personally, professionally, family, and all the things. And it's crazy to think about what he declared then and what he's manifested now. And so I wanted to talk about how he did this, how he's manufactured and manifested so much of his life to create the ultimate human experience for him, for what works for him and his dreams. So in this episode, we discuss how Rob hypnotized himself for success, the five things Rob does every day to set himself up for success, how he automates his life to create more opportunity for his goals, and the things that truly matter. And this part is fascinating because it's all about having more energy and more clarity to take action on the things that are his dreams. Why you should focus on your 100-year plan. You know, a lot of people talk about what's your three or five-year plan. He goes deep in your 100-year plan and it'll unlock so much for you. The biggest misunderstandings about success and failure and so much more. Rob breaks it all down in a beautiful way. I hope you enjoy this. And if you're loving it at any moment, please share this with a friend that would be inspired by this that could gain some wisdom from this interview as well. So text a few friends, post it on social media at any point where you're finding that this is a valuable conversation for you. And if this is your first time here, please subscribe over on Apple Podcast or Spotify or YouTube to stay up to date on the latest and the greatest from the School of Greatness podcast. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Rob Deerdeck. Welcome back, everyone, to School of Greatness. We've got my good friend Rob Deerdeck in the house. Super pumped that you're here, man. This is the five-year anniversary since I first had you on. Five years ago, you came on the show in my old apartment, That's right. my studio in my old apartment, and you told me about a dream. You painted a picture of a dream that you had for yourself. I knew you as the MTV guy from Robin Big to Fantasy Factory to then Ridiculousness. And I'd seen you when I was back in college, finishing up college, my fifth, six years of college. It took me a while to finish. And I knew you as the entertainer, the professional soccer, uh, not soccer, professional skateboarder turned entertainer. And then when I met you, you were like, I have this dream of building these estates. 
getting married, of building this family, of being an entrepreneur and building businesses and brands, and really becoming an investor and a co-creator with other creators of these brands. You sent me a recap today. It's been five years. Uh, over 14 brands you've built. Over 600-something episodes since five years ago of ridiculousness. I don't know how many people have ever done 100 episodes of a TV yeah, show, let alone 600 plus. <laughs> Uh, six exits of over $450 million of aggregate value from those exits. You're married now, two kids, you're building your forever home, and I feel like you're still just getting started. 100%. And, and one of the things that I love about you is when you were a kid, you used to, you, I think I told, you told me in the past that you used to hypnotize yourself for success. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember talking about mm-hmm. this, but you'd hypnotize yourself as a child and you're deep in the law of attraction. I know you study and learn the law of attraction and the secrets for success. Before we get into everything you've created, how you built your philosophy, what's come to fruition, and where you're going next, can you talk about how you hypnotize yourself for success, what that was like, and uh, I guess just that process? And look, I think, I think the vision at a young age wasn't, I wouldn't call it as much, it was, it was the early development of manifestation, mm-hmm. right? And, and it was drawing, I have a self-portrait of myself from when I'm 14 years old where it's me, I, this is no joke, it is me in a <laughs> matching hat and shoes, like, like with a skateboard on the side, all of these like, this art easel and then just stacks and stacks of money. Really? Right? And you I was, drew this? I hand drew it, right? <laughs> and it's like the most fascinating aspect is it's this bizarre matching hat to shoes combo, you know? And, <laughs> and to me, like I always like could feel intuitively the law of attraction. Right? Really? And so even when I look at like I needed, I, I was lost at 25 years old when I was like searching for some sort of way to... I was like a fix to help like redirect me and get me uh, re-motivated and refocused. And that's why I was looking for a hypnotist, right? Mm. And then I found a hypnotist who was at the Scripps La Jolla Hospital and like, and so to me, I'm like, okay, this is a, this is like a clinical psychologist hypnotist. This is real, right? <laughs> and so when I got in Not there- Not some stage performer. Yeah, yeah, and so to me, it was like, like when I got in there, I was like looking for like, you know, give me, make me focused on skateboarding so I can win contests, like, you know, whatever my vision was. And he immediately did this test and said, you don't believe you were meant to be successful at your subconscious level. And so that's anyway what he discovered after doing yeah, some did tests. Yeah, like tests, and then the initial hypnotis, hypnosis was just reinforcing at the subconscious level that I was meant to be successful, right? That I believed that, right? How do you believe? How do you learn to believe that if you hadn't believed it until then? And look, I I would say that I I had I I grew it and built it at an early age and was starting to lose it. Okay, and so then you got it, helped. which made you a professional at sixteen right. and kind of go to the next level. But then somewhere you lost it. Right, he reinforced it, and then boom, you know. And most recently, I went uh, to his house, you know, like a year ago. Really. Yeah, I went to his house. He's like this hypnotist now, his lifelong friend. You know what I mean? I found him in the yellow pages. It was pre internet. The great Dr. George Pratt. 
And so, you know, I will, you know, I've sent friends there. I go see him all the time. You know, on my five-year anniversary, he presided over the five-year anniversary wow. of our, uh, when we renewed our vows. Um, but I'm like, hey, can you just give me a check real quick? Uh, I just want to verify that I'm going to be a billionaire. He's like, come on in here. He's like, come on, stop it. You know that's going to happen. Wow. Like him, like his like psychological power. He's like, stop it. And it's just like, you're right, Dr. George. Uh, but look, I think even, you know, we were both in, in Think and Grow Rich that I um, had, we had shot before we did the initial interview together too. Uh, he was in the movie? No, no, you, me and you. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Right? And, and it was... Even back then, like now I'm evolving and, and getting more intuitive of things yes. being attracted to me. But it wasn't till 2018. I was in a bit of a, a, you know, like a bit of a pit of chaos, right? Because here's these great plans that I have built that were unfolding. 2016, it was all coming alive, right? Our interview was at peak youthful energy of like, mm -hmm. the world is mine. I just moved to Beverly Hills. I'm having my first child. Got my new office in Beverly Hills, like my forever estates. Just launched the machine that month, right? Remember, all man. of these things, like I'm going to build and sell all these companies. Still had never done it. Just the vision, the hope, everything. The energy of what was going to become, and and so, um, but I, in 2018, like things got sideways, right? The energy got sideways. How so? Was this the NBC uh, show that didn't work? No, out, this was this? them talking about like ridiculousness going mm -hmm. away. Right? Really, and I had built Super Jacket for it to be acquired, and it was just like, wow! It's like this entire thing that I've got like built up, and this is the first company I'm building to sell is going to kind of drift away here. And my wife suggested, like, why don't we just watch The Secret? Wow! And so I'm like, you know, like what you know, and I kind of remember The Secret, you know, I sort of like remember The Secret, and then I mean. The first 15 minutes, it just shifted my being. Really? It shifted my being in way of thinking of like, like, stop it. Like, look at who you are, what you've done, and look at like, like the good that ha has constantly like found its way to you. Don't lose sight of that. Like, and mm. I began to practice belief. And literally, like a, a month later, my my internal medicine specialist is talking about meditation. And I'm like, I have to meditate. And she's like, oh, I, I, in my office, we have this new company that has these meditation pods, the Soma Dome, right? And I'm like, can I try it out? And inside this Soma Dome, it's a guided meditation about manifestation. Really? And so what I started doing in 2018 is I was like, I'm not going to like hope for the law of attraction. I'm going to begin to practice it. So I would go to sleep every night watching The Secret. So it was the last thing I went to bed. And then when I would get up in the morning, I would get in my dome, right? And I would just like think of all the things I wanted to happen, right? And so instead of thinking in 2018 when they were talking about ending ridiculousness and I was in season 12, I wasn't, Crazy. I wasn't, I decided I wasn't going to manifest uh, season 13, I was going, I kept manifesting, walking onto stage, introducing season 30. Right? Holy cow. So, so you weren't thinking I, about the next season. You were thinking no, about 20 seasons away. Right, right. And, and so for me, Holy. like, like it then 
um, evolved and like it literally began. It was like the 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 seas began to part, right? Because what happened is oh. because I own the production now. I was able to negotiate directly with the head of the network on the unit economics of the show rather than talent and producing fees. And so we got to a place where we decided from a business perspective what was best for the network and the the ever-changing landscape of linear cable. And Mm. I gave him the – I'm like, give me the price you want. And then let me go and try to make it happen. Because you used to have a talent feed that was bigger, and then you said, right. let's and work it. And somebody else would produce it. Now right. I produced the entire thing, own the entire production, so I understood where all the opportunity was to get it to his wow. cost. And that, it's a nuance now, wow. right? So I negotiated with him on the unit economics, where most, like, even big celebrities and producers are still... Like like it's fees, you yes. know. Like you don't have the ability to get in, in that into depth because you don't you don't understand or own the production company at that le- level. And so it goes from right there. I got it to his number. We negotiated, and I was getting uh, thirty episode seasons at a time back then. And I said I can only do this price if we get to forty two episodes, and you got to pick up multiple seasons. Wow! And I was hoping for two. He picked up four, right? And so it went from thinking that it was completely um, like I'm going to have to regroup and like like television's over here to like now you're shooting 186, <laughs> right? Like, And the beauty of it was is I had built the company up to that point. You needed three years of EBITDA to take it to market and sell it. The entire plan was like, we got to get through the third year and take it to market. And on the third year, they were like, we don't think the show's coming back. Basically like, okay, oh, that man. means the production company's going out of business after I was getting ready to take it to market and be my big first win. And instead, that 186 order, I took it straight to market. Now I took it to market. Here's the three years in EBITDA. And we have the biggest order in the history of cable television, right? Like That's the that, biggest order? Uh, one of the biggest ones, wow. right? And so that is how huge that, that, that changed. And then what happens? Now they have more episodes. They air more. It gets this new, entirely new life. Then they're like, can we get more? Really? Then by the, by the following year, you know, and keep in mind, in that time, I sold the company. What right? year was this now? Uh, the company was acquired in 2019, okay. right? So, um, and then it was like, it had this explosion. So then it's like, how many can you... Uh, give us and I'm like so I went through all time management all aspect because keep in mind I'm still doing all of this while living super balanced happy mm-hmm. normal life so I could do 250 max 250 in a, in a, a year? year yeah and then I was like but in order to do that like can you pick up two years and then they were like what no brainer Let's do it. So they then ordered 500. 500 eps? Yes. In two years. In two years. And that put me to 30 seasons, right? So it's like, so, you know. Oh, my goodness. So you were visualizing 30. Visualizing 30. And and I'll tell you one thing. You know, I I actually spent some time with the great Dr. Joey uh, Dispenza, right? And and the, the one thing I heard from him is this idea of don't, Try to think it, try to feel it. You know, don't when you're when you're trying to, to like tap into the quantum field and and 
and generate energy in the law of attraction, the things that you are thinking about, think about the feeling. That's why I thought of, I like went through the feeling of like what it feels like to be on stage. Welcome to season 30, right? So it's a much more richer sort of existence. So now, now it's like I practice it every single day. I am, I am in, um, you know, that Somado meditation pod, like feeling what I want to happen wow. seven days a week, almost never miss a day, right? And I track it super extensively and like literally it's like 97, 96, like almost every, like, like 97% of this entire year I have been in there just visualizing what I want to happen. I gotta get one of these domes. Yeah, look, it's not, look. <laughs> keep it, keep in mind, like that's. Think how hard it is to just meditate every day. That's so hard, right? Think about how hard it is to just do anything healthy every for, day. For five, ten minutes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a. I didn't do it wow. overnight. I had to grow into it. It's a muscle. Getting that mm-hmm. level of discipline, being able to commit to it. You need to do it over and over. You you go through your highs and lows. You stop for a little bit. You go back mm-hmm. to it. You stop like it. It goes like that till you finally grow the muscle of the consistency and the discipline to where it turns into a way of life. Yeah. I just don't. I now I can't even imagine not doing. It. If I don't do it in a day, I'm like, oh, like right. where are all my dreams? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, How important is it for people to feel their what they want to manifest on a daily basis then, as opposed to once in a while? I mean, look, I'm, I'm living proof that you can exponentially accelerate towards it if it's part of your focus. You Where know? do you think you'd be if you didn't do that on a daily basis? It, 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 it's hard and to say. And go to sleep almost every night watching The Secret yeah, or something Yeah, I mean, look, like but I, I, look, I've been, I've been falling asleep to a lot of Jim Rohn, this mm-hmm. old Jim Rohn, yeah, this, this old school, sort of his sort of philosophy that's also super sharp. Because cause what I've just found is, is like you're... Like this, you know, I'm going to fall asleep instantly, right? Like I sleep pure and quick, but it's like, like, let me be in this like sort of growth mindset yes. as I'm like drifting off asleep to, to like set the tone, right? For, for what it is. So I, I don't know. And it's, again, I think with a lot of stuff that I do, it's extreme, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like so extreme. Like you, you know, track every minute of your life. Yeah, Like yeah. tracking all every minute of my life, having the qualitative data of every single day, asking myself how I feel about my life, zero to 10, right? And uh, of life, work and health. The beauty of that is it's, it is, it is a clear indication of the quality of your life. Yes. And I see direct correlation to, my discipline on my quantitative stuff, did I get up at five? Did I brain train? Did I meditate? Did I get in the gym? Did I have a clean diet? Did I not drink? You could look straight up the line and look at the qualitative numbers mm. and they are they are one for one, right? right. And at scale, right, it's, it, you, you see you've gamified your discipline. Yes. Right? And in, in, in a sense, you've gamified driving the quality of your life, right? Which, what does that do? What do all those things actually deliver to you? You're just happier. You're more fulfilled. You feel better about yourself. You have more confidence. You have more belief, right? Like all of these things. But again, I started it in 2015. I was, I was never able to do an entire year until 2020. It took me five years to do an entire year. Now in, in 2021, um, I set my goals 
in 2021 based off of having an entire year of this data mm. to be like, I'm going to average 20 points above on the quality of life qualitative data, and I'm going to be 80% on my health balance quantitative stuff. And that's what I committed to. Only I am currently at like 21 and like 95. It just, wow. it like once I gamified it and now I'm, pl- I'm playing the stats, like it made me even that much more disciplined and and excited and energetic to um, stay more disciplined, which in turn gives you more energy, more discipline, and more, more self belief, more, more self belief, more success, more, all these things that compound on top of each other. Because that's you know, it it really is a compound effect in all aspects of your life if you're if you see your life as all of these different systems that have the ability to expand, mm. right? Because as they expand and they, they're, they're harmonious, you, you get this extraordinary energy and build this, this great foundation that you grow into the ideal version of yourself yes. because that's ultimately everybody's goal, you know. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide if you could only do five things on a daily basis that would set you up for freedom success abundance what would those five things be I mean, I, I'm, to me, I, with, you know, it is my, the core five that I do. I'll skip brain train because that's just more like a discipline thing for fun. Uh, but you get up early, you know, mm-hmm. like, like lately I've been getting up at four and four thirty, um, because it's like you, you get so much out of being highly organized and having time to get a ton of stuff um, executed before the chaos starts, yes. right? Because I don't care who you are, the chaos starts, you know, in my case, it starts at seven, the moment my kids, kids get up. Yeah. So everything that I can get done ahead of then uh, is is essential, right? And including free thinking and ideating and all these things that, that get lost when you're just going from thing to thing Busy, to thing yeah. and exhausted and then like veg out, get up, go thing to thing to thing, right? Like you're the, the life force is constantly recalibrating and, and getting clarity on where your head is yes. uh, as part of it. But one, for sure, get up, get up early. 
meditate, you know, and everybody does it in a lot of different ways. But uh, like, I don't, I, meditation for me isn't get quiet and breathe. Mm. It is, I put headphones on, I get in a dome and I listen to a guided manifestation meditation. That's like basically dry, like reinforcing my drive and ambition and hopes and dreams rather than trying to, to like, yeah, yeah. like bring peace. And it's a different style, but I think anytime you just take that like 20 minutes to be outside of your body and ultimately mm. the reality, if you will, is, is, is a great reset. And, you know, I, I think, you know, number one far, you know, far and above is, is diet, man. I just so don't, cute. I don't, I don't care. I don't, there is, if I could boil down the core of my happiness the core of my execution, the core of it is literally clean diet, mm-hmm. right? And and it also compounds, right? Yes. And it's and it goes, it compounds back and forth, right? Because like you you can get clean and get a, a big momentum, and you can just start to eat lightly bad, and you just level off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You definitely can't go a layer deeper. But it is, of course, the hardest one to maintain. It's mm. the battle between the upper self and lower self, right? Yes. It is that 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 pure battle of like, you know, you know, you shouldn't be doing it, but like, you just can't stop it. Then once you start it, we, here, here's the problem for someone like me: <laughs> I have to create all this discipline and right. gamify it to protect me from me, because I will start to to dip down to justify. Ah, uh, just yeah, you yeah. Know, I'll dip down and then I'll do like fake health for a while, right? <laughs> and then I'll be like, after my wife's birthday, then I'm gonna get focused again. You're always like you're you're always like like breaking that battle between my upper and lower self. Uh, is is you know I would say even this year is probably the the only year, and I was committed to it again because I had the data and 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 like now seeing like gamifying it is like I just want my body composition this. You know what I mean? Like, cause no, I swear, like normally it would, it would like literally summer dip back all right, back right, up right. in the winter, starting over <laughs> January one. It's almost right, like right, in right. December, it's just pizza and wine and cheese and oh, cookies, man, ice it's, cream. Yeah. Oh, it's in in and to me, it's like. So how do you do? You do an eighty twenty approach to that? Do you have a cheap day? Like, how do you make sure you're I, not this disciplined yeah. freak of nature all day long and not also enjoying I, moments of? Yeah, I try to like like not put a i just try not to lose control yeah right and and then i keep a foundation of and my foundation is just chicken vegetables right uh and intermittent fasting that's it right so i just no rice no bread no snacks chicken and vegetables at like 10 or 11 chicken and vegetables at like three or four and 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 then okay it's date night like I'm gonna go with the wife, and wow. we're gonna go movie. I'll have popcorn, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's, um, it's your baseline yes. that you can commit to, and then it's your. Now it's a battle between mm. your upper and lower self. Where do I lose it? I in the spring when I went on vacation. Yeah. So I had to, and I got back into that same mode where yeah. I like I I dipped so quick. And it was a five-day trip to combo, and I'm in a dogfight. It felt like I was like fighting to like get back to that extraordinary discipline, right? And and even even with this much discipline, I was still fighting it, you know. Mm -hmm. And and wavered throughout the summer, but 
stay commit committed to like let's let's Get back let's on be track, let's yeah. be this year. Look at the look at how disciplined, how much better you feel about life. All the things that are happening to you, like like let this be the beginning. In at year five, I finally had like a pure year wow. that I envisioned in 2016 that I was trying to sell to you that I was going yes. to develop and be. And it took five years. It, and, and I just think that's another testament of like, you're talking, I'm so disciplined. I'm so committed. Yet I still highs and lows and chaos. Like it took me five years before I, well, really four years into the fifth year before I really got there. Right. You know what I mean? Which is, is just a testament to like having a plan and, and knowing that, hey, it's a, you're going to grow into this over the next 25 years, yes. not try to do it Overnight. in six months, yeah. one year, two year, three years. Interesting. Okay. So that's number three, nutrition. And then of course, um, uh, getting in the gym and moving. Yes. You know, I don't forget about, you know, another big thing that I sat in here was talking about my passion for biomechanics and yeah. how after years of abusing my body, all, I have a doctor come to my house five days a week. Wow. And all I want to do is re-engineer bi- biomechanics. When I came in here, I was one year and a half into fixing my biomechanics. Thought it was I still messed had, up though. Yeah. Thought I had probably another six months to go, eight months to go. <laughs> I am now into year six. He still comes in five days a week. And it's like now I have this extraordinary, I know every single muscle in my body. I know the relationship between every single muscle, every single bone, all of the fascia, all of the nerves, all of the neurology, and have had to slowly fix it all and created a system, triangulated three different systems that allowed me uh, to do quantitative muscle testing and muscle pattern correction that I could quantitatively test and, it, and, and I would to to simply describe it, your body winds puts a layer of compensation on every time like you add another movement dysfunction, and there is literally thousands. And they essentially turn your body into these Chinese handcuffs where you try to treat one area and it goes to another one and locks it, then that one starts to pull and pulls back into it's your in unwinding all of those Chinese handcuffs, it has taken me you know, almost three years. And right now I sit on the precipice of like testable flawless biomechanics, right? Really? And, and, and another beautiful <clears throat> thing about it is I was getting internal blood work the entire way through, right? So I have my mm. blood test for the entire way through. And so this latest blood work came back and, you know, you're, you're no longer, you're, you have no more inflammation markers. You no longer have leaky gut. All of these things were, and, you know, my internal medicine specialist is like, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what about your diet? I'm like, my diet hasn't changed. All I'm doing is fixing the relationship between my muscular structure and my skeletal structure, which then mm-hmm. is releasing pressure on my internal organs and my gut and the functionality of my body and all this stuff. So I digress extraordinary because now i'm like wow you're going to you're going to not only have a flawlessly functioning system but now you have all this data to to show that it's flawlessly functioning that you'll be able to use as your baseline till you die Mm. till you die you'll be able to see some anomaly that happens in in a muscle in a in the blood work that you can tackle like so it's not what happens a lot of times is 
in your blood work and all these different things, there's so many incoming things that are causing the dysfunction that you just treat the one that's that's the most aggravated or the one that's at the top when really your entire body is in a fully functioning system that one, set, one part of it can't be healed and the rest right. of it's healed along with it, right? So I go back to, I only now... I have extraordinary respect for the great Tom Brady and pliability. Because at the end of the day, it is the relationship between your muscular structure, your skeletal structure, and how you move and how your muscles slide on and turn on and off um, that allows you to function function pain-free and flawless. So, again, what I just said was not understandable, too deep, (laughs) and way over the top. But my number four is... Just move. Move it. Because yes. like you don't don't it's not necessarily about working. Just get all of those muscles to be turning on and off and letting like those nerves slide through and letting that fascia like not get caught where muscles overlap and now you create a dysfunction mm-hmm. that makes that muscle hypertonic that then now pulls you over here and then forces right, your right. calf to go and then you can't understand why you got plantar fasciitis. Then you go to a doctor and then they just rub the bottom of your foot. When really it was a, a, a muscle in your upper trap yeah, that right. really actually pulled you over to the disc direction that got your calf that then ultimately got the planner. Sure. But they don't look at it like that. You know what I mean? It's like right. we're going for that planner. So that's number four. Yes. Um, number five. And number five is, you know, I don't, I'd rather say sleep, right? Like, so you know, in, in all these things are standard. Yes. Right? All these things are standard. And to me, they're, you know, here's here's what I've learned. Here's the biggest lesson I've learned in five years is my the mastery of my capacity. And your capacity is taken by a lot of different things. But one of the main things that takes your capacity is stress. And I, what I'd call stuck stress. Things that you just can't release, can't mm. let go. People in your life, all these different things. People just don't. Like the stress over money, stress over where you're at, like happy, like yeah, yeah, it's like there's, it is this, this, this drainage on your energy that pulls from your actual capacity, right? Then now you uh, try to overcorrect and mm-hmm. and try to do all these things, and then you get burnt out, right? Like even super like like ambitious, driven people, like they just like it's like just keep the hammer down all the way. Till you need a complete reset, right? And and um, the only way to get capacity once you get to a place of of free, right? Where I have no more stuck stress. Stress doesn't exist inside me, right? Like um, all of the things that ever caused stress, I cleared and then built systems to protect me from ever happening. Right? What was so, the one you had to let go? Of that was the hardest. I, look, I, I I'm there. There's no specific one uh, because i do that the, the beauty of that qualitative asking yourself every day what do, how do i feel about my life mm. how do i feel about my work how do i feel about my health when you ask yourself that you come up with a number and a reason why and when the number's low and you and the reason why is someone you work with like and that happens two or three times it's so clear to you that, yes. okay, I need to remove this. Or right? I need to and, adjust it or whatever. And yeah, yeah. And, and I think even like a big one early on was just not understanding money, mm. right? Like, and, you know, we talked about in 2016 how profound, um, you know, money match the game was for me and, and how it began this yes. evolution of learning money. But, but it, it was a, a huge one for me. But in that period, 
once I saw that happening, man, this is actually bringing to surface all these things about my life, work, and health that bo- that are bothering me that I that became now easy to eliminate because it's like, oh, well, that, there's that again. Like, okay, let's avoid, let's just stop that, right? Versus like when it's coming from all these different ways, it's hard to tell which what, what is actually causing yes. the stress, right? And so as I got to that level of getting clear. Now there's this extraordinary energy behind it, right? And so part of that process too was like, okay, I no longer want to do things that take energy from me. I only want to do things that give me energy. So here's your option. Uh, You need to either like learn it really well so that that it it can take less effort so it now begins to give you energy, like not take it from you. Uh, You either need to automate it or you need to hire someone. Outsource it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's like as I as I transition to seeing everything through the lens of how do I drive it to automation, mm. everything began to change. What were the three biggest things you automated or outsourced that were taking a lot of energy from you? I mean, look, you, you got to think I have built an entire system around my life, yes. right? Like, and this is my chief of staff and my two assistants run my life operating model called the rhythm of existence. That it, that's an 80 page document that is basically, you know, food delivery, how our housekeepers and nannies work, like travel, like haircuts, like meeting agendas, schedules, family agendas, um, all the weekly date nights, everything to do with operating and running my entire existence. All the else with it, like if there's a, a leak, you just go into the document. Here's all the plumbers that would wow. deal with it. Like it is, it is basically eliminating an, a giant aspect of your <clears throat> core life that now is is humming by itself. It, in in a, in a great example of true like like create something, automate it, and then optimize it, right? Because greatness is found in optimization yes. after you've automated, right? And is is ridiculousness, right? Because you gotta think, I'm I used to shoot thirty or forty a year and you know it would take all this time of lead up and production. It would take so much energy. I'd be there all day to shoot two episodes. Like and I eventually um, you know, started to optimize it, evolve it. Then I went to shooting three a day. Um, then, then I started stop going to production meetings and standardized how mm-hmm. we delivered scripts to me. And now uh, I no longer have to look at no guest scripts. Like I, I just uh-huh. slowly got the entire thing down to where I don't even need to meet with producers anymore. They send me the shows. I have the scripts with all these adjustments I can make. I watch it one time, make all my adjustments, and then go shoot it. And now I shoot six a day six. instead of shooting uh, two a day. Wow. And I shoot six between 9 a.m. and 3 o'clock, where I used to shoot two between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., right? And so, you know, when you look at my time, you know, where I... I've tagged my time and, and you know, again, designed pure balance, right? Wow. And then tagged it all in the calendar. And so it, get, it pumps out the dashboards of how I spent my time. And it's even wow. fascinating to me that, you know, I, I spend 30% with my family, 30% uh, sleeping, 30% working, 10% on health. But when you wow. look at the data... I shoot 250 episodes and it is 4% of my total time in a year, right? And that is when you have just gotten to a place of extraordinary optimization and efficiency. But what 
what is it? It becomes effortless. Right. You're not even like, it's not even, it's no longer even like a part of your, you don't have to, you, it's not, it only requires the energy to go and do it. Where it, in the beginning, you're thinking about it all the time. You're, you're thinking about the game. Yeah, what do I got to do? And like, and then the, you're trying to get prepared and all of these things that are part <clears throat> of that, that ultimately get there. Now I go back to, it's 4% and takes very little energy. So it leaves, I have a, I have a ton of capacity, right? So it's like every time something comes, every time I do something new, it's like, how can I drive it? What's the pathway to automation? You know, cause, cause even doing the podcast, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like launching a podcast. Bill with Rob, make sure you subscribe, watch it. Subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. Uh, but I'm, it was, I didn't want to just, I didn't know how I wanted to do it, uh-huh. but I knew that I didn't want to do it interview style wow. because it's like, I just think of like how hard it is to like book guests. <laughs> right? a lot, like, I just it's think a of the job. That's what I'm saying. Like I think of like all that, then researching to get all these things. Like I, when I, when I think about like pushing to that, um, it just didn't like, it was too difficult. Then it was like, what's the, why am I doing it? Because I need a, I need a platform for people to hear the way that I speak and think about business, uh, to attract other great entrepreneurs to want to build companies with me. That is the primary focus of it. Right. And ultimately, um, like who better to do that with than just the people that you build companies with. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I launched it of just telling the stories and now it's partners going through it, you know, even bringing a partner, uh, investor in mind, right. And outstanding foods on and being a part of a show. It's still not automatic, right? Right. That's still a a ton of difficulty. And like I'm continuing to transition the format until um, I can get to a place where I can see it, where I could do it effortlessly. It's almost like you need a co-host to like queue it up for you or something. Yeah, no, like just... really, the really way I envision, because you know I take pitches on, on DeerDickMachine.com if people want to pitch businesses, then I've transitioned to basically giving uh, advice uh, to them about their business. Mm. And I get a ton of energy from that, right? And using the background of my experience and my current portfolio companies to give them business. Then I also give them life design advice as sort of a mentor and like, here's how you should yes. think about your life. And what I realize is, man, that, that gives me a ton of energy and has broader appeal. It's much easier for me to execute. And then I've been doing on, on the ones that I'm, I'm doing now, like a big monologue in the, the beginning of just mm. like what, like a philosophy in business or life that I'm in the middle of. So yes. now I can, I can share these thoughts that I have about the way that I'm thinking about everything. I have a great forum for that. And then I can uh, share advice and knowledge with uh, fellow entrepreneurs as like yeah. a tool for people that are actually in it. And I can automate that yes. because it's the, um, the people that are sending in the questions that want to be on the show that are producing the show. And then I am in the rhythm always of ideating on big ideas that I can share as, as something more unique as, on, as part of the show to go mm-hmm. along with it. But together those, I don't got to try to get you out there. I don't got to mm. try to get Billy G out there. Like I can like do these at scale and now I can optimize it. Now, how do I just make this better and better mm. and better? How do I, how do I like just turn that now into 
you know, the entrepreneur's life and business uh, Dave Ramsey type of show. Right. You know what I mean? And but he you, doesn't need guests on all the time either. It's his philosophy, coaching, mentoring. Right, right. Like, so, and something I get way more energy from. And then I still bring on my partners to be part of the monologue, yes. to be, like, advice on part of the show. When we launch a new company, I still do the specials to do it. But... I launched it and it had to feel through it. I had to yeah. feel through it, right? Because another thing that I've really discovered over these five years that, you know, I originally developed it mm. for the process of creating businesses, but I realized it's actually anything you ever want to do in your life. And you first have to come up with the idea, right? <laughs> you know, the discovery phase, we call it the yes. machine method. The next yes. thing you do is diligence. Okay, do I want to do this? What does it take to do this? Yeah. Like, you got to like figure out like, you know, do I want to do this? Then... You got to you got to build the plan, right? Like so now you build the plan and boy it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Because now you're like, "Oh man, I'm, this is going to be amazing." All right. Then the right? plan fails right? at no, some point. No. Look, <laughs> then you launch it. Right. Now it's real. Right. Now it's like, "Oh my god, this doesn't work. Is this ever going right, to work?" Right. It's all the doubt. All, you know, in business they call it the valley of death, right? You don't have a real business till you have product market fit. But I believe that then when you get past the launch and you find product market fit, you scale. Mm-hmm. You now grow, you expand and grow because you figured it out. You learned everything that you needed to learn to be able to plan more precisely to actually achieve what you didn't fully understand when you mm-hmm. built the plan earlier because you'd never done it before. Right. right? You have to actually experience something to begin to understand what you actually need to do to accomplish it. But you could almost tie that to anything you attempt to do. That's a relationship. Right. When your first relationship, oh, we kind of like each other. Let me see, is she really like the one? Like, hey, you're couple dates like hey let's get into a relationship oh but that offended you like oh, oh, I'm sorry. oh you don't like oh you're like i don't really like silent movie you know whatever it's like before you decide if it a fit boom you can grow together right yes, like yes. It, it's it's this almost foundational structure of any creative idea growing having the ability to grow and scale Right, mm-hmm. and you got to take the exploration phase test right. it out see and what so works. when i think about our first podcast my energy, boy, that energy. Five years ago. Yeah, five years you had, ago. You hadn't built a brand yet. Look, no, had 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 super jacket a little bit, yes. had streetly, but had not like like built and sold a company. Yeah, hadn't built and sold a company. Had the vision was I'm going to build and sell a hundred and make a billion dollars in liquidity. Never sold one in my life, but oh, I did that first. I decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to build this plan. Then I then I spent all that time uh, going through all the things that I need to do that. Then I designed it when I. Um, sat with you five years ago, August 26, 2016. I had just launched. And it was like, this is going to be amazing. Look right. at this, the machine. I got, you know, it's like, here's spent, all the do spent, or die. You spent two years, like, with research firms helping you develop yeah, this process. Right. You had the whole thing all mapped out, ready to go. It, it, was going to, it was going to just explode everything. And I literally... <laughs> Like, got into the deepest, craziest waters, and by 2.0, I had almost an entirely different philosophy. By the time I redid and now discovered those phases, discovered capital staging, discovered, like, Mm. all of the points of growth, what had happened to all of the different companies. Because keep in mind, I did, like, literally, and from when I left, like, our podcast to, like, eight months later, it was, like... It was like like ten brands I did. You made a ton of investments. It was just boom, 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 boom. You know, and and really, 
you know, again, coming out of here, introducing me to Billy G and mm-hmm. then doing, you know, taking Fresh Soul to Pig Out and Outstanding. Yep. It's like was in that era, Momentous, Black Feather Whiskey, like um, Where To, like all of these like like Made by Science, Chemistry Hold. It was like one after another in that gap. And then by the time the second year came by and they were like in chaos, right? Like it was... All of them are chaos. You're like, yeah, I need to restructure yeah, it. it was, some were really working, some were not. It was like, well, why is that? Like what happened? Like why is this one out of chaos? Like it was, it was, it, it was this extraordinary like awakening of beginning to see like the triangulation of like all the things that they were going through were so similar mm. and how I could have present, prevented them with a better process. And then I just took the time to redo that process and then built like the machine 2.0 and launched the machine method, right? And, and then started doing businesses through the machine method. But I digress back to no different than the process I discovered there. I was, I was in the launch phase and I finally found my, my product market fit as it relates to the machine and the mm-hmm. business in 2020 and then now have built 3.0 to now scale like you know to as far as i could possibly even dream wow what is the 3.0 version 3.0 version is the the you know where i really realized is is it's i systematically fuse art science and magic right yes it is you know it is that like you got to create it it's this building businesses and ideas this creative process but the science is the proven fundamentals of success business all these things have to happen in order for something to work and then the magic is these intangibles you know what i mean this 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 give me an example here's the perfect one tie it back to super jacket like you, you negotiate for unit economics, get this big order. Then when it comes out, it has an entire resurgence, and and uh, because linear cable goes down, then a pandemic hits, Ooh. and then they now now your show goes to like it to an even higher level because everybody's sitting at home and they've watched everything on Netflix and they can just sit there for wow. four hours and just laugh and just forget out. It has another research. You could Crazy. never. And what did all of that do? It led to these bigger orders and giant return that drives to a bigger earnout for the acquisition, uh, way bigger than I could have ever even wow. dreamed when I built it, the original idea, or when I actually sold it versus what it actually became. You could, it's completely unexplainable and it is pure magic, right? Pure, like, like complete magic. And so. What season are you shooting on now? Uh, 24. Right. You've so, already got order for thirty. Yes, I got six. You know, I got the rest of this year, then two fifty next year. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gunning, right? But again, I say it to, and then you know, where, where the machine itself and and how that co- comes alive. Like now, it is a a fully integrated, multi-platform universe of brands, media, community, and philanthropy, Mm. right? So what did I do? Not only did I like create this system for taking uh, businesses from an idea stage uh, all the way to uh, acquisition, but then I'm launching the complete media vertical that starts with Build with Rob and, and building content around our philosophy and creating businesses. Then I launched The Machinist, right? So The Machinists are 
people that sign up and now become part of the machine method process uh, where they are consumer collaborators where every step along the way we're asking them what they think about the product mm. so what am I I'm building loyal consumers um, wow. because they're actually part of the process right so uh, you do that. I put. I launched the Do or Dire Foundation, right? To to for underserved and underappreciated entrepreneurs, and put a million dollars into that. And our first uh, program is we're doing business competitions with other great uh, entrepreneur charities, right? We have three tracks: youth prodigies, women and people of color, and recently wow. incarcerated, right? And and building the programs to support and give them like non dilutive capital, like. Um, you know, proving they have the do or die or spirit in the idea. And again, all of these ultimately are built to scale, right? And, you know, even as I evolved as a business person, I understood that like, you know, you, you operate a business a uh, not from a traditional standpoint because everything's integrated and everything integrates through you, right? And mm. I, when I realized like I run a flat organization and that I, it's me and my seat, seat president and COO, and then the heads of all these divisions. Man, if I put somebody in every single one of these divisions, venture, media, product, community, philanthropy, um, founder, brand manager for myself, like uh, operations, mm -hmm. finance, um, and brand and marketing, right? You look at those 10 verticals, they integrate all the way across and ultimately, I can put KPIs on all of them. And so all those KPIs ladder up to the strength of the machine and the performance of the machine uh, to essentially be wow. one of the most impactful venture studios ever created. And everybody understands it and understands their mission. It's fully organized and completely integrated to basically... Uh, create the amplification for our existing portfolio mm -hmm. and the gravity for our future portfolio, right? Wow. And all of that now driven to automation systemization so that I, again, it's, it's 10 core divisions that all have people, but I, and, it, and I oversee all of them, but it's done in a way that is highly organized and highly efficient, right? And even even how I do a Monday. I do a Monday, I start at 4.30. I spend all morning like going through a fully connected hot sheet where all divisions go through my hot sheet where I have a master hot sheet with both my personal and business and then ten, all 10 divisions and managements go wow. through it. And then so I have complete and total visibility on all aspects of my life, right? And then I go first with my chief of staff for an hour, then my president and COO for an hour, and then I go half hours with every division through the hot sheets that integrated into my hot sheets so that ultimately at the end of Monday, we're all completely reset and we set the week's uh, goals and the week's meetings like instead of... Um, because what did I used to do? I used to have all these standing meetings. And then I'd rely on people to have like, no, like be kick, picking up loose ends and having things organized. Like, and then it's like trying to fit it in that hour time slot. And then you're trying to do five things when you really could only do one. And so I did it all that. And then on that Monday, then we set mm. the week. And it's like, okay, half hour on Tuesday for the Russell collab we're going to do for the foundation. Okay, an hour on Wednesday for... KPIs for uh, the new head of venture, right? It's like, so, mm. so you become so much more efficient, but you're also um, 
creating more clarity for those that work for you and more clarity for yourself and amplifying your output because it's so focused and organized. But I digress. I would have never, I had to get to a place of like understanding like, you know, the paradigm is a a structure of a company kind of has these hierarchies and people report to them and they handle all these different things. But when I was able to finally get the clarity of like, Here's the 10 divisions. Here's how they integrate. I need somebody to own every single yeah. one. Then I've now, I've basically added 50 hours to my output by putting one body in each of those. Where mm. before I used to like have three or four of those mashed together with someone more junior that I tried to support. And it's pulling energy and time and like all this stuff. Um, how, how do you find these people you can trust? You know, I'm, I'm, it, it's, it's funny because I've, Hiring is the hardest thing in the world. It's so hard. Hardest thing in the world. And, and, I, and I, I always looked at it as, ah, it's just this, this, it just is what it is. It is what it is. It's just hard. And I realized that, that I made it hard because I never, even though I'd write these great detailed job descriptions, I still would ask you, I would try to hire people and have them do all of these different things and then have unrealistic expectations Mm. on their ability to do the things that I wanted them to do. And they would sell themselves that they could do it all when really their skill set was really built to do one of them. Right. And and I think that changed Mm. because when you put someone, when you're trying to hire someone through a lens that you have total clarity on as, as management and your ability to interview them becomes so much clearer. Then when you test them, Right? You, you give them a test, then it's so much clear, like, oh, this is the right fit. This is going to be amazing. And they drop right in, and their experience has led them to get here. Right, and, and I would say even the one I was most patient for, which is the most complex, is my chief of staff. Oh, man. Because it's like if that's the actual like cornerstone of my existence, that's basically everything, my entire time, energy, and this, this rhythm of existence, I created – this rhythm of existence document, 80-page operation-like system for my life in, in 2015. I did not implement it until 19. Wow. Because my, the assistants I would hire couldn't do couldn't it. Couldn't do it. And so when my, my uh, assistant that couldn't do it quit, Right, quit on me, and it's like, oh man, here we, you know, because what happens? I'm so busy. The idea of trying to get another chief of staff was like too much, too insane. So you're taking but, it on yourself, and you're trying yeah, to pass so, it off. So yeah. when she left, then I committed, like, no, I need someone that cannot, that has the skill set, is the perfect personality that can really do it. And I was patient, and until I found the absolute perfect person. And then came in and became the cornerstone. Like now, that rhythm of existence is not what I did in 2015. It's the 2021 fully flushed out, fully operating. You know, there's like our family sync agendas in there and how we meet as a family and keep everything fully organized. It's like, you know, everything to do with all my doctors and health and the everything to do with my entire Life life and business. Like, yeah, life and business, wow. not as it relates to organization, yes. right? It's like my, my main top hot sheet has it all, but then each manager's um, hot sheet, I click through into theirs, right? Got so it. they, they um, stay separate and she might mainly fo- like focuses on 
making sure I'm doing everything that I would say I would do from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. But what did it do? What did it do? I have more capacity. Yes. Right. I'm you're not thinking as much about all the details. That's it. Like you, because you're you're you you underestimate how much capacity you lose by not thinking about exciting things and ideation and execution, but stressing over, is that is someone taking care of that? Yeah. Like, what do I got to do over there? Oh, this thing happened. What am I supposed to do? Oh, like, all these things. Like, it is from the way I travel to the food. Like, it is every last dialed. thing has been done. And when something isn't, it's a note is made, added to it, and optimized. Because the beyond wow. automation is optimization, Gosh. where you just get better and better, and more, and the better it gets, the less effort it takes. Your system gets smoother. The longer people are with you and stay in the system, the more efficient they become. The more optimized like they are and how they communicate with you. Um, but it it in in you know, I heard like Ray, the great Ray Dalio. Um, say it recently of like, you know, I just kind of live more life than other people live because right. I've figured out how to like get more out of yeah. my time. He, and he talks about like he has 25 direct reports that he gets basically an additional 50 hours of each out of to scale mm. his uh, capacity, right? And and to me, I have like a micro version of that, uh, the, the way that it, that hearing him say that is what gave me the breakthrough of like, mm. no, like it, you... You are a flat organization, and that's where you get your capacity back. As I was drifting into this, like, you know, becoming so aware of, like, what's taking from me? What do I, what's taking from me? Yeah. And because what, what happens to a guy like me, you add another thing on, right? So, yeah, this, more time. Let me add this to my plan. Yeah. And, 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 but I don't want to, I don't want to compromise my balance. Right, so I don't compromise the time with my wife or family. You got thirty percent right? there, thirty percent sleep, thirty percent right. work. Right, so that thirty percent of that thirty percent, twelve of that is committed to ridiculousness. Right, so that means for the year, yeah, twelve percent of that thirty. So yeah. my total work time, twelve is gone now. So that means everything that I do with the machine, all the companies, all everything that I do, I now have that. Um, wow, eighty-eight percent is what I can fill in. So. And I won't compromise it. So what happened when I, I started doing press for the first time in, in years? I launched Machine 3.0. I launched the foundation. Launched the podcast. Launched the machinist. Launched our entire product line. Plate. I la- built and launched MindRight. Launched Luso. Like so, it is like I got. I it was this amazing awakening of like, look at you, you just like did. You've just taken on so much. You can't do it. Mm. Right. And that's when it was like I also was forced into like, like, nope, you have to like be patient because you took this all on. Don't overcorrect and be like, what do I got to stop? It's like (laughs) it's like look at what you can automate. Look at what pain points are. Slow down with some things and and ease things into automation and then be more aware of your capacity. Mm. Right. Because you don't at this level, you've you've grown into this amazing life. Like, like everything you do gives you energy. Every, uh, you're fulfilling all the vision that you had five years ago, you realized. And now it's like Crazy. you're even more motivated and driven and excited about like what the future holds now that you have gotten so good at essentially manifesting the future. Like you get even more excited to bring it, bring it alive. So you, you, you don't want to lose that energy or feeling 
So it's like by overwhelming you know, yourself. Yeah. So yeah. so what I have to that's when I really was like, nope. I always looked at like you have mastered time and energy, mm. and I'm like, this is some like I'm on some like <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a yogi at this point. I'm getting into right. the mystic level. Me and right. Sad Guru are like in the same vibe <laughs> right now. Then I got overwhelmed, and then I realized like. Like time and energy is what you mastered, but now you have to be aware of capacity. Mm. So now all you have to do is is learn to manage it, understand it, and be aware of it, and master that. And the connection between capacity, energy, and time is where you will now essentially operate forever. To where you're constantly. Um, you're constantly fulfilled and energized. And I was trying to explain to somebody like when when your systems are moving at such a pace, so harmoniously, it it be, it builds this energy that basically draws in all the things you want to happen. Right? Yes. It is the power of the, the law of attraction. And, and when you're clear and open, all that stuff comes pouring in. And but I reached a second level in this where it's like, okay, I'm swirling. But then I, if I'm, I almost create a cone, and it's like, it, and it, when I get to that level of elevation, it's almost like I'm simultaneously planning the future mm. and experiencing the present, wow. right? Because you can't really do both. You're either experiencing the present, and everything you experience the present is based off of what you did in the past. Every action, every decision, everything that you've decided in your life, the mo- how you're feeling. Your angst, your anger about yourself, your company, your your diet, your relationship is based off of what had happened in the past of what you're feeling right there. And you have way you have and you know you have the control to change it in the future, mm-hmm. but understanding that every decision actually all ladders up to having ex- experiencing the present in an extraordinary way. Uh, but the unusual and then or you're looking to plan the present and what that future is. It's hard to live in them simultaneously. And when I get to the truest state, I am like, I am almost like drawn to like seeing the future while while like just experiencing Mm. what I'm doing so purely, you know what I mean? And that to me is like my machine mindset and my system as a whole that's like reaching into this like more magical level that I've experienced like like hits of that I know like mm. someday I will be able to like live in that state and it and it really does feel it's like some weird hot, like high performance like mystic level right? because it's still like material and output and data and all these things like like you know that a lot of the great uh, books will tell you that you and you got to let go of all those things to actually do them you know what I mean and and to me you know, I'm, I think it's the idea of you have to let go of when they happen or how they happen, but not let go of what they look like and how to make it clearer and clearer, mm. right? Because the clear, the more clarity, clarity you key, get, man. you get drawn by the clarity because it's like the, the more you go in a single direction, the wider your field gets, the more you can see. The more you know what to do, the more you accomplish, the more belief, the more energy you accelerate towards it. So you can't just lose sight of mm. the idea of like, oh, there's the goal. If I get there, I'm not, I'm not married to the goal. You know what I mean? It's like that's not the way, but you can't be obsessed with the outcome of the goal, right? You have what to be, be obsessed with. You have to be obsessed with uh, making the process 
more evolved, more effortless, and more enjoyable on the way there. Right? Like that's so be the obsessed reality. With, be obsessed with creating more joy yeah, in your day to day life. And think about it. Like, you know, the great Gary Vee, what's he going to tell you? Fall in love with the process. Right? And to me, it's like fall in love with making the process fun and enjoyable. Effortless. Yeah, making it effortless, right? Because the truth is, in the beginning, the process sucks. It does. Because you're trying to fit, you're not sure about so much, you're trying to get it going, you're trying to get it, but when it eventually uh, gets to this place where now you understand it, now the process becomes enjoyable, it's taking less energy, it's more clear to you, now you're accelerating, now it's pulling you towards what you're trying to do, right? And, And that's you know, almost like this event horizon that you've got to break through. And again, I go back, it's a kind of a through line of everything. Like it's in anything you ever want to accomplish, whether it's a relationship, a goal or a life, right? You, if you, if the life that you want to create, you still have to design it. And then you have to build the strategy and plan to get there. Then you got to go on the hero's journey and go through that yeah, same through crap, like point, chaos. Yeah. Yeah. But stay focused on knowing that you're you're getting better at it, and you're eventually going to automate it and get it to optimization, where it becomes less, takes less effort, and you mm. get more energy back. Mm. What do you think have been the the three best investments you've made, um, whether it be financial or a personal investment? that has allowed you to have more energy, more freedom, joy during the process? Yeah, I mean, look, I, it, it's, it, it's so many things, you know, I mean, because you got to look, I go back to my Soma Dome, you know what I mean? You know, I didn't like that price tag of 25 Gs. 25, you know I mean? ooh, <laughs> I uh, like, maybe I don't need that right now. <laughs> 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 Let's get some headphones. Let's get some headphones. We'll see, you know, and, and look at that, things, you know, paid for itself a thousandfold, right? right. It's like the idea that um, it's, it, but it's, it's the people and developing the systems. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it is investing in, in the people yeah. and investing in the, the systems. Yeah, and staying committed to that, right? Like and it's it's um, but but at the, but at the end of the day, you're not going to buy your way there, right? Like you there's no silver bullet. There's no there's no thing you can invest in to do it. Yes. You have the only way to get there is through discipline. Right. And mm-hmm. discipline and consistency is the hardest thing to do. Right. How do you how do you get more disciplined and consistent? You have clarity on where you're headed. What's going to make sure you get there? Energy. You know, all the things that you need to do to get energy, diet, less stress, like working out, all these things like okay, choosing better friends, choosing better friends, choosing right all partner. these things, yeah. all that stuff. Now you got clarity and you start uh, you got the energy to push it forward. Progressing creates belief. Right. Progress creates belief. That's right. Because as you're moving towards it, you're like, oh, I can actually do this. Right. And and as I said in our first podcast back in 16, if you can break it down into believable steps, now you 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 it's the first action of belief. And the, the next milestone, you have to absolutely believe by all a bit of your being that you're going to be able to get there because if you can't get there to that next milestone uh, that is the next milestone on the way to your big goal you're not going to do it mm-hmm. and it's okay to lose belief there it's okay to fail there right because it's it's everything you want to do you don't you can't always do it right and so it's like you would rather 
fail with intention and fail with clarity, mm. then the pain of like tr- like having no idea why you're <laughs> failing and you just keep trying other things and like keep trying like it's that that lack of understanding. But if you know exactly uh, where you're supposed to go and you can't get there, it becomes your your point of failure is so much easier to digest mm-hmm. and then you're as the great ray dalio would say reflecting on that yes. on that pain of like deciding i can't do it it's not going to work and they couldn't figure out how to move forward then the reflection of why okay move on to something else and create a new plan again and s- step off on that journey to do it the same right. way and and to me you know, it's that 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 power of evolution um, that you expand into anything you're you're mm-hmm. ultimately wanting to achieve. And 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 Ray will tell you, pain is where you learn the most. Of right? course, great and, teacher. And to me, you know, and it's you know for him, it's the, the loops where it's the audacious goals. You know, make a plan, go for it, fail. Uh, learn audacious goals, right? That's how you you get there. But but I how did, how did you have the belief in yourself to get to a billion, and launch a hundred brands, and get to a billion when you'd never done any of that? When you never launched and exited one brand yet? Yeah. How do you believe that it's possible such a big audacious goal, or is it okay? This is the big goal that's going to be a long ways away. Well, well, but what's the first step? What do you think the first step is? Do it once. Do it once, man. but you've never done it before. I know. So, so, how do you believe that you can do it once? So, I you're not sure. I want to do this, but I'm not like, sure. So, I designed a plan to do it. To do it I, once, I designed the system. Right, uh-huh. the way I designed, I I did all the planning, <laughs> and so like I, I'm the path was there, but but for me to, I had to actually do one. To do it, and when they started going, then it was like, then it was like, got this, this is easy. right? And yeah. and and the beauty of it was, right, is all of them were like, like nothing like I planned them. Mm. They unfolded so crazy and unreal, and that's why, again, I I fell back into this, like, man, you you plan for clarity of direction. But just know that the way the universe works is it is just completely unpredictable. Yes. But it still goes the same direction. It doesn't like like figure itself out in some willy-nilly way. It goes the same way you thought it would. It happens completely different than you expect. Right. And that to me is like a- another reason of why that magic was so important, you know. And, and again, you, you build a lot of belief at the beginning in your plan. Right. I knew the way I was building the plan that was like, okay, you know, it's like it's like in order to do this, like you're going to have to build at this stage. You're going to have to look at the data and make sure that there are industries and products and markets that have scale that people are buying. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have to like um, look at the type of product and make sure it has scale and has a wide consumer base. Right. Like there's all these fundamentals that I learned in the beginning that I didn't practice in my early days of being an entrepreneur that were like based basically leading to it. So, you know, as I'm as I'm going evolving and learning, I'm getting 
even clearer and clearer on what that even means, mm. how to create value, what companies would buy companies and what for, and what right. type, how to look at an industry and how to look at where's an opportunity that is white space versus one that's uh, too too advanced, right? Like where, like how do you like begin to look at um, like how do you protect a company from losing value? Like where where are the pitfalls of what of what happens to companies and they don't work in the valley of death when they launch? Like how come so many of them are struggling? Like you you begin to to see all this to then make another way of doing it that gets clearer and clearer, right? It, but the but the beauty of it is mm. is I looped through the failure and winning. Yes, right because you also. I was still like, whoa, got lucky with that. And then why did I get lucky? Wow, that, the, the reason you got lucky is because it was pure market timing. Yes. Right? Like you didn't like it should have like been a failure that you learned from because the uh, entrepreneur wasn't experienced enough. And, and you realized that you were no longer looking for people that were just do or dyers. You were looking for people that... Uh, understood the seven core capabilities of business, the mm. business engine. Because I used to just think you just you got the do or not die. Not someone who's just like I'll do whatever it takes, but someone who understands. Right, because yes. when you'll do whatever it takes, uh. you're slamming into walls because that uh. are unbreakable. Mm. Right, and I I used to think you were either a brand, creative, product guy, or you were like a business guy, right? And business guys weren't creative, and and mm. and creative guys didn't know business. And I realized like, no, it is. It, business is brand, product, media, marketing, sales, operation, People, finance, yeah. and then it is all. It is all of that working together is what creates a business. And the best CEOs, like our good guy uh, Billy, Billy G. G, they have general knowledge in mm -hmm. all of them, mm -hmm. so they can hire the right people in every single one of those. And they have growth mindsets where they're trying to learn as much as they can as the person who's the visionary behind it to make mm -hmm. sure that they continue to hire better and optimize further to build their engine that is their business, right? And so to me, I still was getting wins and, and crazy things. Were and, and I would I would get a big win and it was, it, it, it was different than the pain of failure because it's like, wow, amazing <laughs> how lucky did i get right why did i get lucky right and now you can begin to see like like why what what actually occurred there and how can you replicate that mm, going for forward the next one. how can and, you get better and tighter yeah, yeah. you just you just keep adding those pieces to the toolbox and and here's here's an interesting that ha thing that happens along the way right you you go from like early on trying to diligence so many things and, and, and see in it and understand mm. it and you get more and more intuitive. I can talk to a founder and his, about his idea for 15 minutes and can see every hole that he has and everything about the idea, mm. even if I don't fully understand it. The same way I can, I can talk to, you know, and a really good example is the recent company that we built, uh, the Jolie Skincare, that's like a water filter system with uh, Ryan Bamazine, who's the, the C former CEO of Greats. Like, mm. it was... 15-minute conversation with him, how he looked at the opportunity, like how he talked about the business, like every single, I didn't even need anything else. I didn't need anything else. I, I did all the data as part of it. You knew he understood it all. I knew, I, 
I could, he understood every single aspect of it. He chose the idea, mm. looking at like where the opportunity was, why there was an opportunity, what the business model and unit economics were of that opportunity, who the consumer was, where the, where sort of the marketing initiatives kind of lived in this, this free zone between like, uh, you mm. know, hair care and makeup and, um, and how big all those places were, but nobody's really attacked the, the thing that keeps you, uh, th- that's that's doing the most damage, which is your water that you're washing your hair and face right, with, right, right? right? Then you're, you know, using all huh. these creams and things to try to help. But it was, it, and I could see it all intuitively. Huh. And, and, and just did the deal, like, you know, went through our entire, didn't need to go through our entire process. Because it was just like, this, this is it. We went and validated it, right? We do our big immersion and looked into the, the market and saw, you know, um, how much white space it is. And, and even when you do these big, like, data insights to the market and opportunity, all it is is, a, like, a reason not to do it. Mm. In, in almost every single case, right? And the reason to do it is the reason not to do it. Right. Uh-huh. And, and so it's like, you know, in the game of building businesses, I don't care in the venture game, all of it, it is it is all opinion based. Mm-hmm. Right. And and nine times out of 10, it's like the founder's experience and like opinion based because, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice. And there is literally a reason to never invest in anyone's idea ever. <laughs> right. Because it's just an idea, yes. you know. But since it was my mission, as I sat here back in 2016, my personal mastery would be to curate ideas and individuals and build profitable, sustainable, acquirable businesses. Mm. And so... Why was that something you wanted to do when you'd never done it before? Well, it, it, I had been through the process. I knew I loved creating business. Yes. But I knew I didn't like it unless it worked. Right. And I knew I was the type of person that needed a score. I needed, I needed some mm. sort of ending Get to it. Get you excited, yeah. Yeah, like to be like, this is what, this is what victory looks like. I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable in this, like, maybe, like, you know, it could turn into anything type of vibe. And, mm. and so that's, like, what got me focused on, like, and then when I read the book, you know, start at the end, like, and the idea of like, decide what you want out of a company before you ever do it, like that, that really defined like, okay, we're going to build this for 150 million, build this to 20, you know, 50 million in revenue and sell it for three times uh, revenue. And at it's going to need uh, 500,000 to start a million to launch 2 million for growth, 5 million for a B round, and then it can be sold for 150 million at that point. Uh, we would have been diluted down to 35%. Okay, great. Mm. We're going to make, you know, $50 million off of this transaction. Mm. Let's go. Right. And that's how I do every single one of these businesses with every single founder. And, and so for me, it's like, it's the map for everybody. And then I don't want to build with somebody that doesn't think that way. Right. I don't want somebody if they are like, oh, this is my passion. You know, I, I want to keep this know. forever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and sometimes I would consider it if it was like, hey, we're going to grow this to a 10 million dollar business that uh, is worth that that kicks off, you know, five million in profit that we split. Right. Mm. We, we I will do those. Right. Where it's just like a dividend split. And right? what are the what are the six exits? Which companies? Uh, made by Science, Chemistry Holdings, Super Jacket, Street League. Where to and momentous uh, just er, merge with Matt Amped. And Amped I think you were my 
You want to check your email to see if this other... Let me see. Oh, man, it's extraordinary. That'd be a, that's the magic if it actually man, came through. Man, you come through right we'll now. We'll see. You come through right now. Because <laughs> you've been you working on a deal for the right last couple now. weeks, right? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> um, it's going to be in before the end of the, the episode. It's yes. going to be Before in. we launch it, yes. No, no. It's going to be Today. in before we leave. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. One last check before we leave. <laughs> yes. Okay, so those are six exits. Which one surprised you the most? And what was the biggest one? Well, Super Jacket for sure is the biggest one. The production uh, company. Yeah, you know, and and the and, and and why it's why it's also so extraordinarily significant is they acquired Street League as part of it. Mm. Um, you know, I own seventy percent of it, right? And wow. who acquired it was the same group um, in two thousand and thirteen that offered me a three sixty deal to own half of everything I did for the rest of my life. And this group. Wow. Um, like basically I was raising money for, for street league and this group, uh, was like, we don't want to just invest in street league. We want to invest in yeah. everything you do. Wow. And when they, they offered me this 360 deal to own half of everything, uh, that I would do for life. How much would they give you up front? Uh, at the time it was going to be 50 million. They were going to value me at a hundred million. Ooh. I was going to get, um, I was going to keep 30 and it would unlock were, over time. Or- uh, no, then they were going to put 20 in the company, and then we were going to grow this Deer Deck Enterprises to a billion-dollar business. Interesting. At the end of the diligence, um, hmm. we, we won't talk about pain. It, it was essentially this rude awakening, and not only am I not a business person, I don't understand money, I don't understand, I'm not creating any value. They could not invest in me because it was, it was, I was not investable. <laughs> they were willing to loan me $7.5 million, put me on a salary, and then help me figure it out wow. so that they could have the right to then uh, you know, put in a few more million to own half of everything I did for life. Wow. And it was like, you know, the, the main guy there was like, look, take the money and then you're our, our problem. We can make, we'll figure this out, right? And I'm like, like... Like, I'm going to give up half of everything, everything I do for, for life, life. And I don't even know who I am. Right. <laughs> what am I even doing? Yeah. What, you know, and, and that, that, that sent me on the journey of really like getting clarity, getting clarity, mm. changing life, the entire everything, that, that moment forward. And even when they, they came in as like a bidder to buy Super Jacket, and I was like, let's get this deal done. I need it for the story. Course, you know, the full and, circle, yeah, right? I need the full circle, and they they thought, no kidding. In the beginning, they were like, what's like they were like freaked out, like why is he being like, like talking about the story of this and the full circle and the like and like this poetic justice, right? Like, and they kept asking, like, are you going to take this money and just like stop working? I'm like, what? This is like one one company. This isn't even like my vision. It's yeah. like one company I built because it was the easiest one to sell because I already had a television company. Like, no, I want this for the story. And then this is like the <laughs> beginning of the rest of my life, you know? And so it made it that much more special because think about it in that mm. era before I got rid of every company and everything that I had built up to that point, the only thing that I kept was street league. Mm-hmm. And, wow. um, I had not launched Super Jacket yet as a regular production company. So, so 2013. 
Yeah, well, no, that? that's when I've spent those two years building it, right? Got so it. by the time 2016 happened and I was ready to launch the machine, the only companies I kept was Street League and then Super Jacket was just a label. Wow. Super Jacket was the first company I put through the development process of Built to Sell. And we <laughs> launched it that year. And then um, three years later, right? Six years from when the 360 deal, then three years later, they come in and acquire the only two things I kept uh, from wow. that period to basically give me the capital to now go the vision that I own 100% of and will for life. Wow. Right? Like that's I'm talking the, about. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's magical. It's magical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can't sit back and not be like, whoa. Wow, like, man. What? Like, and it, again, it just, mm. you know, from 2016 for, for the mega one to be that story, at, you know, right there at the end of, you know, uh, 2019, like it, it is really when I'm like why magic became part of it for me, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, man, you can't, you can't write that. You know what I mean? Like that is is so extraordinary, so amazing, but also like like not something you could ever have planned, thought of, or even considered as being mm-hmm. part of the narrative yes. of, of the entire journey. How do we cultivate more magic in our lives? You know, I again, I I'm. I think you position yourself for magic to happen. And when I talk about like automation and capacity and effortlessness and clarity, all of those things are the actual energy that create the magic, Mm. right? It's like you, I built the company to sell. I went, I taught myself first how to do it. I took, took my licks said, I'm going to teach myself everything about business. I'm going to learn money. I'm going to like never, I'm going to be the person I thought I was rather than after I realized I really wasn't. I'm going to become the business person that I've always envisioned myself mm. to become. And then when I went on that journey to become that, I, it was, I began to learn and learn and began, as I began to learn, I began to see how much I actually needed to, to know, which like got me even more hungry to learn more and more. Right. So like by the time I got to the machine itself, I had like, like, you know, really developed like, um, so much clarity and understanding. And then I, now where's my advantage? in television you have a television show mm. so i built the first company to sell in there so i'm keep in mind now had the big vision i'm gonna do i learned it all then here's okay i'm gonna launch it. i'm gonna build 100 companies i'll make 20 wow. to 30 million off of each i'm gonna make a billion dollars in liquidity uh like okay here's the first one then like like then it's like oh no it's going away then oh my god no i got this mega order now it's going to be even easier to sell like now it's unprecedented take it out like 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 all the production companies are all over it and then who comes in the random group that gave me the 360 deal from the the five years earlier right and it's like and it's like clear out (laughs) these are my guys (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it's like like it's inexplainable but it was done with clarity and purpose Mm. it was part of the bigger vision i planned it i did it it just didn't unfold 
the way I would have expected, right. but it unfolded because I had the diligence, made the plan, learned what I needed to do, and then I went out and executed. Mm. And by executing and do it, then what happened? The magic came in, yes. right? The law of attraction came in. So, you know, I, I only say that to you should be in awe of it because you know it's luck, right? And I don't care, like, there's, you know, there's this, you know, there's that, that great debate of like, you know, I don't believe in luck. You know, I've, you know, I've worked so hard. If, you know, of course, yeah. I've, I've, I've positioned myself for it. But no, 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 no. It's luck. You know what I mean? It's like it is such an intangible of, mm. of so many circumstances that have to line up that, that allow something to happen that are so beyond your planning, your control and all mm -hmm. these things that you you must be humbled by it and be yes. like, man, you are what? Wow like how lucky and be in awe of it, right? Like it's more like how in awe I am of all the magic that I've been able to create because it's like it's mm. it happens not like uh, sometimes but all the time, right? And magic happens every day, every week, every yeah, month. It's just so constant yes. that what does what what do I believe in? Uh, what do I believe? I believe that I control reality and create magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nobody can tell me otherwise. Right. You know, and so all that does is make me more disciplined. Yes. Make me more consistent. So you want to create make, more of it. Yeah, I I because it's like I'm I'm living in this really high elevated energy that's super fun to live in. Mm. And it's and I designed it in a balanced way that it 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 puts no pressure on me because i i've i have such control over it that it makes it more fun and enjoyable to live through and experience and and really experience right rather than just keep working for the goal you know what i mean like we're just going to go till we get Grinding, there yeah. and what do we you know we're grinding we're you know get up and go hustle like no it's like 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 push to effortlessness mm. right and, and even when I go back to the idea of mastery, right? Like, I'm getting better and better and better in a single direction. And so it made me think a lot about, like, when people choose careers and, like, what you choose to do in life. And, and we all, we, we in, 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 in the traditional sense, call it like, oh, they're really experienced, right? And, and the truth is, when you become experienced, become an expert, you become a master, mm -hmm. Here's all these extraordinary intangibles. You have more security mm -hmm. uh, because people could use your expertise. You have more value. You have more self-confidence. You have mm -hmm. more purpose. You have more have more self-worth, more self-belief. Right. There's all of these intangibles that come along with that that go so far beyond um, uh, just being really good at something, right? And and the the truth of what that is is you grow into that. But you can't grow into mastery if you don't know what you want to master. True. You know what I mean? Like you just like if you try to choose all of these different things mm. of like what what will uh, be the thing that I want to be best at. You know, I'll keep trying all these things, and then you just you get a little bit ways, and like oh, I don't know if that's going to deliver on what I want. And you and and keep in mind, here's where here's what happens to people that do that. They do not have aligned with uh, who they are, mm -hmm. right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, with what right. they do, 
right? Their passion, their interest, their finances, their work, and how they live, their free time, their adventure, their relationships. The coordination of all of those and, and this, the integration of all of those are actually at the core of how you have to build your life design. Because, Who you are, what you do, and how you live. Yeah, because ultimately, if your passion is skeet shooting, uh, but you want to drive a Ferrari, uh, and you're never going to connect it. So what no. you would have to do then is create financial stability at such a level in some other form that limits the amount of time and energy so that you can put your time with that skeet shooting most of the time. You can be working for the weekends mm -hmm. if that's where all your energy is from. So what type of job do you choose? You choose one that takes the least effort and the least amount of time that gives you the most capital to live the lifestyle mm -hmm. that you can live, that you want to live. It's the connection of all of those like is actually where, um, you know, what, what I'd consider like the extraordinary life lives. Yes. Because when you like are emotionally fulfilled by doing something that you love, that is your work, and it provides you with the time and space to have the relationships and live the lifestyle you want, that's it. That's where happiness lives in, right. and all those things are connected together, right? So to me, I, as I began to see that, you know, I'm, I naturally gravitated towards it, but, but it really connected for me when it was like, like my, my ambitions are so great. Why do I fuck need to fly <laughs> private? Why do I need like this, right. you know, $40 million house? And like, why do I like want to like do all these crazy why, exotic why adventures? Right? Like, why did you need these things? Because I, I, I love them. <laughs> right, and, right. and that's like, how, that's like, and I'll tell you why I needed them because I, when I look at myself, and my identity mm. and what I connect with, like mm. who I am, that's where my identity, I, my identity lies, right? Mm. Because what happens is a lot of people then get, you know, like the people that boom and bust where their identity is similar to mine, where, where they love like kind of living on this elevated lifestyle and, and kind of um, having the fruits of their uh, work be part of their identity. When those people... Um, lose that revenue source it's it, it is where depression and pain yes. and all that because it's tied to their identity so to me i knew it was mm. part of my identity but i knew that i didn't want to ever risk it so i knew i had to grow into it oh. so i didn't spend the money to build forever estates when i could i refine i kept designing and designing and refining and refining you so showed me so was, many different models over the last that's five what i'm years. saying and yeah. i i i've continued this week i got another vr model of what is one of the final versions and i'm like extraordinary i moved like like two stair sets down and pushed out part of the land and, and i did these like pulled out this overhang like this like nuanced stuff i'm like extraordinary right like that's how much um work effort and process and passion i put into evolving that but mm. i didn't allow it to put pressure on myself mm. right like i wanted to grow into i i i established the money and lifestyle that i needed and then it didn't matter if i made you know you know 30 or 40 million dollars or i made 
five million dollars, mm. I still spent the same two million dollars, yeah. right? And then again, when I sat here in 2016, it was, what happens if one thing goes away? What if the ridiculousness contract went away four years ago? Or what happens if you don't sell a company? Then what do you do in that position? I'm I'm at no risk. Right. So understand this. What I did from a savings perspective mm. is I have all my high risk venture over here. I since we met in 2016, I've invested in 25 buildings. Right. And so that 25 buildings has now ballooned not only in value, but it produces the cash that covers my lifestyle. Wow. So right? those buildings, that investment covers lifestyle. Covers lifestyle. So wow. I, for, I, and I referred to it as a freedom fund back in 2016 when we sat, but I had nothing in there. I hadn't done it yet, right? And so now- So that was this last five years you started building that's that. That's it, yeah. Wow. And so not only do I now have that, I'm free for life. I'm free for life. My <laughs> lifestyle will never go away. But because that wasn't enough for me, I also then always keep 10 years of cash wow. of- what that is at all times. Where? In the bank? In the bank. Wow. And so uh, people will tell you, oh, well, that's silly. You're losing money. Well, guess what? A pandemic hit in 2020, and it was like, dang, that's crazy. I got money anyway, here. <laughs> it's like, anyway, even if the real estate stuff stops or I collapses. I got for 10 years. I got, I got 10 wow. years. It's just more uh, peace of five mind. Five years, it's right? more peace of mind. And that's it. And so, so I go, I digress. I digress all the way back. That's the system I created in 2016. I live it today. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. But what is the output to me? It's another thing of stress that keeps me elevated. My foundation is so mm. tight now. I don't ever have to contemplate whether or not my lifestyle or identity will be compromised. Because right. you I know never, within five years you'll be able to figure something out. If and, you lose and, it all, you've got right, five years of runway. Right. And it's like, it's, it's, that's just the system. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I have so much money beyond that. Other backups here and there, yeah. But what I don't do is spend beyond that. Mm. I am not, I didn't go buy a jet. Right, like I'm will one day. Right, mm -hmm. I didn't go and and build the house. I'm I'm still waiting mm -hmm. till the the house would never be a burden. You yes. know what I mean? And and because wow. to me it's like it is this absolute peace and peace mm -hmm. of mind. Gosh. And and the pandemic is the perfect example. What happened in the pandemic is like, and and, and I and I and I say this from, I. What you experience in the present is based off of what you created in the past. And mm. I knew that I wanted to, to build that system because I needed that security for peace of mind, not for anything other than it eliminates it, but it was tested in the pandemic. And then when it happened, like what did, the, what did it allow me to do? It allowed me to, to now take all this free time and go deeper on my strategy and planning and organization and everything that I was going to do wow. to launch this year, right? right? So you don't even skip a beat. What right. happens is <laughs> I immediately got back all of this time that I could now turn to right. optimizing my systems, like getting further in to do it, like, okay, beginning to plan out the fully integrated multi-platform universe, start working on the brand, like I wanna evolve the brand, like and turn it into systematically fusing art, science and magic, like all these, mm. I basically, 
Everything that I'm living now, all of this press, all this ideology, the podcast, the machine, all these companies, all of this stuff that's happening in 2021 is because of the time that I had to go and build and because I had all this additional free time during lockdown mm. in those first six months. Because right? you weren't stressed. You had already automated. You already optimized things. You weren't stressing about details. You had a free time, energy, peace, clarity to go. That's it. That's it. And what did I do? I just accelerated further into mm. becoming the ideal version of myself and the the person that I envisioned wow. that I could be. Five years ago. Know. Right. Ten years ago. Right. Yeah. I would say even five years ago. Because yeah. five years ago, like I I it was it was this extraordinary feeling. Mm. Because I made a deep transition. Because I had finally, you know, because you got to keep in mind, when I launched the machine, I had a, a, stat, a team of about 25 that I, I all this. let go. I remember this. When I moved to Beverly, I went from driving to down, living in Hollywood and driving downtown through East L.A. into my warehouse next to a dump <laughs> and, and sitting in my warehouse to now and driving back to Hollywood to now living in a gated community in Beverly Hills, driving through the most beautiful city in the world to a penthouse in the sky. Looking your 360 Looking view of the over, world. all over this energy. and experience. So then it was that I had found the love of my life, mm, I know. the extraordinary intangible. Like, when did you meet her or when did you guys get married? 2015. So right before you came on. Yeah, you yeah. just met. Yeah, yeah. So wow. yeah, she was pregnant with Coda, my, my wow. first child, right? So I still wasn't even a father. Still didn't even fully understand right. that. But it was now you transitioned to now you had the entire plan. You reduced your entire cost structure because you got rid of all those bodies. You were now right. just you and an assistant in your penthouse living in Beverly Hills. Like, <laughs> and now you're going to do company after company. Here's the vision of how you're going to realize wow. the machine and all that. And so it was at the launch phase. Mm. So it was like, it was like the energy was Exciting. like, oh, you knew that you were going to like invest in buildings and, 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 and chase, chase cash businesses, and investments yeah. and build all these businesses. And then you went and did it and then had the cold reality of like, whoa, this is like, whoa, this is way more complex than I envisioned. How come I'm not all these didn't work? But you began to see some of them really working uh -huh. and you're learning from and you go. So it wasn't um, it wasn't all like dread because you were so planned, but it was still like this, like, you know, you had to fight through it as you're evolving, learning and growing. But it was wow. just like when I hear my voice in that OG podcast, it is light as a feather and excited about like the possibilities, you know what I mean? Where if we would have did it like in year three, it would be like, you know, I'm, I'm grinding. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, imagine, uh, we, imagine, imagine we scheduled a time uh, to do the, the, the podcast like when I was going through ridiculousness not coming back right. which then would have been like, like like would have crushed my dreams of building to sell the production company and like you know the entire sort of aspect of everything mm. that was kind of happening like versus and I knew it right the same way that that when I I did um you really just did your podcast and never did anything else didn't right. do any more press stopped yeah. doing everything and um it was because I realized, like, man, you were, 
talking about all the things you're going to do. Go do it. Yeah. And it was go like, it. it was like, go do it. And then like, even as it's like, when I finally broke through into 19 and was like, man, this is really going down. Then when, when all the acquisitions started going down, right? Like it was, mm. it was like, okay, now it's time to begin to tell the story. But then the panty hits, right? And then I'm like, like, man, you get another year. To, to like like keep building the story yes. right like keep keep evolving it uh, and mm. and really think it through on how you want to launch it and give yourself another year of developing and building and having everything um, before you go and do it right so now when I have gone out and doing press and talking about the philosophy and, and everything that I'm doing it's what I've done rather than what I'm going, going to, to do. do. Wow. And it's what I said I was going to do realized mm. in a short period of time. Quick, right? man. Five yeah. years is quick. And, and that's what I'm saying. And that's the... Most people can't launch and, and sell one company in five years. Right. Six. Right. And look, and, and to that point too, inside that podcast, I told you at the end, I said, you're like, I don't want to write a book. I don't want to, I'm not a teacher. You're a teacher. You love like sharing and teaching people. And, and like, I'm like, I'd rather just like, like, I don't like want to share. Like, I'd rather just be an example of what you can do. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt because I hadn't done it. You know what I mean? Wow. Now after doing it, I'm like, man, I need I gotta to, I gotta share this. <laughs> I, this is like, I really, I really figured out some stuff along the way here mm-hmm. that I know that I can like create and share in a way that people could replicate and experience what I'm experiencing, wow. right? And it's a completely different philosophy. And like now, uh, like I truly look at it as like, no, mm. like this is your 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 gift for storytelling and entertaining needs to be in sharing your philosophy yes. because you know you're going to be able to help so many people, right? Short window of transition, right? And, and another big thing that, that, that happened in 2020 after all those exits was you now have a, a, you know, two children and you're beginning to shape your children and think about wow. your children. And, and I'm, um, you know, the universe presented to me Tiger 21, right? Mm-hmm. And Tiger 21 is, you know, it's basically just a high net worth peer group. And, and it's, it's really amazing, all confidential, just other high net worth individuals. You meet once a month and you just like share, um, you know, philosophies, investment philosophies, all these, all these different things. And, and they do this thing each month. One of the, the members of the group has to do portfolio defense where you have to show all your assets and to the group. To the group. Ooh. And then discuss your assets. And they come right? at you and say, well, what about this? What about that? Yeah. This is yeah. wrong here. And yeah. yeah. And to me, I was like, this is what I need to be a part of. Because I knew only the realest of the real are going to be in that room. Wow. Because you aren't going to be in that room and be like, here's everything I do unless you are real deal. Right? And to me, I'm like, that is the peer group that I need to be in. And so... Um, super eclectic, amazing, interesting group. It is, it is insane. And, and, and really interesting thing about like everyone in there, they all have sort of like the, the same sort of expenses, right? Like mm. there's just sort of the standard, like, like sort of what I consider normal guy wealth uh, <laughs> management. And then everybody like manages their own money and, and has their own system on how they do it. There's nobody in there with like, 
like people that manage their money. It's super interesting, mm. right? And because like I'm like, oh, I can't. I just I've had advisors in the past. I would never. I was like, expecting to get there and be like, what are you? Who are all your guys' advisors? You know what I mean? And it's like nobody does, right? They all they all manage their own money. They they have people like help, but they've right. created their own personal system that they have oversight on, right? And but in portfolio <laughs> defense, they ask you have to uh, like also give certain aspects of your philosophy and principles and one of them is what is your hundred year plan and it was this like like crazy awakening where i had finally crossed this threshold of where i was no longer like looking at self-preservation and i had shifted into generational preservation like what can i do to make an impact on what it means to be a deer deck for not a hundred years, for five hundred years, and in like, mm. what are what are the concepts and the things, and what does it mean to be a deer deck? And our core philosophy, and and now building this book and designing this book is for like, like what it means to to be a, a deer deck, and and ultimately wow. how to live an amazing life, and how wow. do I create a system to manage this capital that gives everybody that for generations to have an opportunity to become entrepreneurs, to live their dreams and fulfill through Mm. creating a family bank system that can go on forever, um, way beyond. Now, of course, my version is super next level. I'm also going to like, before I die, hide like, um, like, you know, Picassos and rare watches and Ferraris all over the world. And once a year, I'm going to have a family meeting where they reveal the treasure map. Where wow, the family goes go out find to do it. it. That's I'm going to record like 500 inspirational messages <laughs> on hologram so that like every year, here comes the inspirational from, from our patriarch, right? <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to make like my legacy so crazy. And then it even, it even changes what Forever Estates is to me. When I'm designing Forever Estates, I'm thinking about how the how it will be remodeled in a hundred years, and how the family meet. Where will the family meetings occur inside here when it's no when I'm at when I'm at G six and there's two hundred family members? Wow! It's not just five of us, right? Wow! And and think about that. You're now, you're you're. It's because you've gotten to the horizon and now you see so much further than you could have ever imagined. Because if you did not reach the success level, you would never have ever, you wouldn't be thinking about generational wealth unless you created generational wealth, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's the like another side of this sort of intangible magic side of the unfolding, right? Because I think that I, as you grow older, grow older and get more clear, you can see out 5, 10, 15 years. And I think as you get older, you can see further, right? But, it, but, you, but knowing things are going to change and evolve in mm. such a way, you're, you're, you're always changing every, every three to five years and seeing yes. further and the distance is a little bit different. Yes. But the anchor that's never changing is I'm the you know the way I own my company, the way I manage my assets, the way I'm managing the pro. All these things are built knowing that you want this to be part of your family legacy forever, mm. right? And it changes even like when I looked at the machine, I was like, oh, I'm gonna. The ultimate is I'm going to build the machine, build the portfolio, then take on huge capital uh, to cash out for half of it, then sell the whole thing 
And now it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to keep it forever. Wow. Right? Like I'm never, I will, I, you know, all, all the executives, I give them, uh, you know, profit shares and everything that we do, but it's still a dear deck family business forever. And, and it has no bearing on whether or not, um, you know, my, my children ever want to mm-hmm. be a part of yeah. it, you know, or any, any company, I won't build it like that. I will never, it's, you know, they, I, you know, really for me, if they can just fundamentally have solid biomechanics and, and <laughs> great relationships, you know, yeah. and just simply like lock in on this philosophy that your life's this system and you get to control mm-hmm. and design that system, find harmony in that system and whatever gives you harmony just get really good at deciding what you want to do, whatever it is, and breaking it down and know that it's mm-hmm. it's tough in the beginning, but you'll grow into it. And if you don't like it yeah. midway through, it's okay to quit and try something else. But you really want to get to a place where you find the things that you love to do and you can grow. Mm-hmm. And, and no different in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like you want to find somebody that you connect with and then grow with. Yes. Right? And, and it's like, you know... The intangible is I already, you know, had this extraordinary, like, by fate and destiny, magic again, love. But then what we've grown into over five years is is extraordinary because we mm. grew into each other and then with each other mm. at such scale. And I, and I defend it and protect it because I know how rare it is and how yes. impossible it is. And, and so I defend and protect it and, and evolve it. As like my number one priority wow. in, in life, and it's why I never compromise, like our balance as a couple and as a family. I don't want her to ever feel like I work too much, mm. right? I don't want my kids to ever feel like that. I, and, and again, e- even today, mm. like I'm, like I, you know, had to jump on a Zoom, and my son was going to the park, and he's like, "Why don't you come to the park?" <laughs> And I said, look, man, I'm about to jump on a Zoom meeting. You know what that's like? He's like, it's like playing. I'm like, no, it's like I'm about to go to the park. I'm like, I just can't wait. He's like, all right, Dad. Okay, I'll see you afterwards. Have a good meeting. (laughs) I just, I want them to be so connected to the idea that, like, like there is not some separation between work and fun. Mm. Like when life is at its best, you just every aspect of your life is fun and enjoyable and gives you energy. And and, and to wow. me, as a, I just want to mentor that and self belief in in them and and just the tools that teach you to grow and evolve. And then you know that this is the process of life. This is how it works. And when you try something new. This is this is this is the the risk associated with it, uh, but it'll never be the the end all be all. And and wow. to me, then how do I turn that into teachable to their kids, and then their kids' kids, right? To where what it means to be uh, a deer deck is at its core like balanced, happy, and harmonious, mm. right? To where like and that doesn't matter if you want to you know. You love McDonald's and want to work at McDonald's. You don't. You have no ambition, and you just want to like, like you know, uh, play video games all day with zero ambition. As long as that aligns with your entire like who you are, how you feel about yourself, and your passion, your interest, your time and energy, and that's where you feel amazing and you're truly happy. Do, do it. it. it but <laughs> I doubt uh, anyone would truly find happiness sitting in that position. Right. Right. I've got a few final questions for you. 
I feel like I can go another few hours with you because I want to ask you so much about, I feel, I feel like uh, I am so blessed because I get to speak to you off camera about how you found the relationship of your dreams, how you structure your relationship, energy management, fun, love, intimacy, how you do all these things. Maybe this is in two and a half years you come back on for another show and we talk about <laughs> how you do all that. Because you told me one time about there's very little like stress in your relationship. It's like almost all peace. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's like moment of like a small misunderstanding mm -hmm. that goes right back to peace mm -hmm. and joy. Which I think that probably gives you so much energy in finding, creating that and finding that. I think a lot of people struggle with that. So there's more things I want to talk about with you in the future. I'm taking a lot of notes. I've got a few final questions. Uh, I'm curious, what do you think everyone misunderstands about failure and success? What do you think most people misunderstand about both of them? You know, I, I, I think that, that you know, because failure, we've done a great job of, like, like just bringing failure up uh, to the surface of, like, you know, there's no failure, there's lessons, you know, there's evolution. And, and, but, I, but I think the, like, the reality of failure is it's, it's not so black and white. It's like you can micro fail along your way that prevents a major fail, right? And and like of learning and evolving from the micro failures uh, is just as important as as the pain that happens from the lessons learned and the big ones, right? right. Because the big ones you want to avoid at all costs because <laughs> they are start overs. They yeah. are they are much they are they they take a toll emotionally physically energetically right and they take a recovery period it's it's much different so uh, mm. to me there's so much a, a range inside it and i i swear when you fail with clarity it's so much easier to digest mm. when you can when you can see where uh, off in the horizon if this if this thing happens that this is going to cause this to to not work because you were diligent on understanding the risk inside it and you stayed focused on trying to avoid it but if it's inevitable versus getting blindsided you know and, and look and, and a lot of people get blindsided and it and it's it's the the nature and, and it it's a tougher to pick up from but more often than not, you could have, have seen it and made right. a decision to either move away from it or, or stop way before um, it, it gets too painful. You yes. know? And, and then I, I think in success, it's, you know, it's the, the reality of success is the same way. And, 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 and the fact that it's, it's, there's so many ranges of it, you know. And to me... Um, you know, your success will always lead back to the, your quality of life. You really just want to live a high quality of life. So if success uh, is financial, that leads it to there. It's emotional. It's relationship. Whatever it ultimately is, like success is, is always found in, in quality of life, which ultimately is happiness, fulfillment, self-belief, confidence, like, like all these things that make up who you are that make you feel the way that you feel about yourself, you know, and, and that has so, so many ranges, but you want to get good at um, creating success. Yeah. You, want, you, you don't want <laughs> to just, momentum. you don't want success to just happen and then not know how it happened. You want to know how and why it happened so you can create it over, over and, and over. over again. Yeah. 
Uh, I was just talking with Matt, uh, my my good friend and COO, right before with you, and we were talking about how 15 years ago I was roommates with Matt. We were broke, right? Mm-hmm. We were broke, and we watched Robin Big yeah. when it first came out. 15 years ago was that when it yeah. first came out? Yeah. 2006, um, 2007, and I always tell people you want to find in order to gain like once you find some clarity in your life, you think you have a direction you want to go, you want to find a mentor or mentors with models that you can mimic. And you've always had, from afar, before I knew you, you always had a great lifestyle, you had a great vision, you were building things that has been, you know, amazing for me to see and mimic and model in certain areas. I don't do exactly what you do, but I've been able to see your lifestyle design, how you built your relationship, how you structure your life, you organize it all, you optimize with health, everything, nutrition. So it's been really fun to, to, to learn from you, and I hope everyone watching and listening can learn from you as a great mentor with an amazing model, which for some might seem extreme. I it's mean, extreme. you track every data point of your day <laughs> right. over every month or over every year. You analyze it. You obsess over it. But that's yeah. part of the reason why you've been able to create so much momentum around your success. Yeah. So it's not by accident you've created this much success. There's a specific design specific model which takes extreme discipline and consistency like you talked about uh and i'm just so grateful that you know i get to check in with you every now and learn about how you're doing these things hope i can come over soon and just i want to get in the pod check out the pod (laughs) the meditation pod and and again you know i'm as grateful as i was to, to be able to meet you for the first time and connect with you, to share it. Yeah. It's like the same joy <laughs> to share the evolution. I know, it's Because amazing, I, man. I, give you, I give you updates mm-hmm. and, and I give you the bite size, yes. you know, and you're just like, what? Like, <laughs> like and it's always like, it's, it's always like this guy, like the next, in, in, but it's the format mm-hmm. of being able to now have like the true, more in-depth conversation. Yes. Um, that gives me value, mm. gives me this another historical marker. And yes. here we go. We get to now see, like, okay, what does the next five years That's what I was going like? to ask you right now. So you had a vision five years ago. Um, you know, this is something I do. I've had Grant Cardone on my show many times. And every time he comes on, he always tells me, you know, I get frustrated because you challenge me to step up bigger than I ever thought before. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I always say you're playing small, Grant. You know, yeah. you're playing small. I think he's got a yeah. couple billion under his no, assets. No, no, I'm like, no. oh, you're playing I, small. I remember seeing that one. You, you really jammed him. You <laughs> he really jammed him. He's like, ah. <laughs> but it goes out and creates it. Yeah. So I'm curious, what is the vision in five years? Hopefully you come back on before then. But if you come back in five years from now, what would that be? August 26, 2026. Is that right? August yeah. 26, 2026. Yeah. Yeah. Let's plan a date yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. What will you have created? for yourself um well first of all i will probably float in here <laughs> <laughs> levitate yes. you know I, mean? like, I, I, I will um, probably be sitting here and we, we no one will be able to hear it speak, did because you I'm just, <laughs> transmitting, transmitting the energy to you you know but i i i truly believe what's going to happen in five years that i will be on the truly realized, like, ideal version of myself okay. holistically. Okay. Right? Because I think I still, forever state's done. That'll be you know done. I mean? Yeah, it'll be done. Five years will be done. Be done. Okay. 
like so now I've lived out that vision it's like the the portfolio of brands will now be at such a scale um, that that I will evolve into holding certain ones that are built to be like, no, we're going to carry this one to a billion dollars and go public, right? There's going to be how such... Many, how many brands in five years do you think you'll have a piece in? Oh, in five? Um, I would say... I would say... So you'll be half, at least half sold already, combined. You're combined, in. at least another 25, right? Okay. So, so how many do you have right now? 14? Right now... Um, no, no, I've done 14 since we were here, okay. sold it. So, so the remaining ones, we have 10 remaining right now. Gotcha. So I will for sure have 35 at a minimum. Okay. Right? But it's the quality and the scale of those. Um, I will have it at, at that point, um, you know, raised at least, you know, 20 to 30 million in, through the foundation that I was able to deploy. Um, you know, I think... Um, for your philanthropy. Yeah, for the found for the Do or Die or Foundation. Um, wow, I think um, you know we're talking not only flawless biomechanics, <laughs> but by that time I will have been able to. Uh, what I'll probably be working on at that point is the system that I created on the baseline of human function on how. What I learned through my seven years of learning all aspects of my body and fully integrating it and healing it into mm. one harmoniously operating system, both inside and out, um, I will now have been able to turn into a, a system. Right? Mm. Uh, I would have um, had an extraordinary uh, best-selling book that would have already been out that was a feature film um, and was the backbone to my now great joy of doing uh, keynote speakings because I will want to like share that energy mm. and passion uh, with people. Of course, on a limited basis because right. I will want to be spending that balance 30, 30, time 30, 10. Yeah. with my 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 <clears throat> my family. And I'm I'm beyond that right like i know that i want to eventually grow into only working 15 percent of my time total mm. right so now that i've mastered time energy and capacity i can also plan into like working much less as i get up into my 50s and my kids get older because even in my planning documents i have like the next 15 years planned out and all my kids age and my wife age and all these milestones that are coming along the way. And I, and I know that there's a point where I want to be able to be spend more time and be more influential in my children's life before I go back to, to um, working more. Right. Mm -hmm. So in, in that sort of like 12 to like 18 phase, mm -hmm. you know, so I want to be able to Interesting. Uh, live that fully. But I also know who I am and what I'll transition yeah. to next. Right. I know that like I'll tra transition this same ambition into one off projects. Right. That I'm going to want to do these big one off creative projects that like have these finite. Sure, sure. That's, An event you know, or something. Yeah. You know, just you're, They're just not about money anymore. They're just about Dawn like how magic. can you create something super crazy. Right. And. And to me, I know that that's 
um, going to be where I transition into, Ooh. right? And because at, at some point, I will now have, because I'll never go beyond doing, you know, five, six companies a year. Mm-hmm. Because if me and the, and the founder don't connect and don't like, and I don't help shape it with them and create it and we, we birth something, that, that's, I'll never do it. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not building the company so that it can go on without me and build companies. Like at, at the end of the day, it will always be me as the co-founder of these businesses rather than just mm-hmm. being this place that makes companies. Right. Because then it would like no longer be connected. It wouldn't be as fun for you, yeah. yeah. What's the thing you'll be the most proud of that you do, of all these things, or something maybe you didn't talk about? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I really believe, like the same way I am, just in awe of what the last five years have brought. But the, the next time we meet, it will truly be to any and every person. This is what's possible mm. in a ten-year span. You know. <laughs> like every person alive could achieve this much and here's when it happened why it happened and how you can do it too um, is what I look forward to sharing (sighs) robdeerdeck.com Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Rob Deerdeck. where can they go to be a part of Build With Rob podcast if you want to learn more about your philosophy the machine mindset Um, where else can we go connect with you support you during this year and the next five years. Hey, you want to be a part of the machine method, become the machinist. You know what I mean? You got an idea you want to pitch us, you want to be on Build With Rob, go to DeerdickMachine.com. You know, but really, um, you know, love and support all the the businesses and and entrepreneurs we build with. You know, they're they're all amazing founders and amazing companies and just continue to build uh, great ideas with great people. Absolutely. I'm involved in two of them, Outstanding Mm -hmm. Foods and... uh, Mind right, so make sure you guys check that out. We'll link it up there. I got to get involved in more now in the future with you. So now that I'm seeing you just hit one after another, I'm like, All right, I got to get involved more. Um, this question, I don't know if I asked you this question the last time. I don't know if I started asking this, but it's called the three truths. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to imagine that you live as long as you want to live, but it's your last day on earth, and you've accomplished all the goals and dreams that you want to accomplish from Tiger Twenty One and developing the hundred year plan and all that stuff. You've done it all. You've amazed yourself of how much magic you create every single day. But for whatever reason, you got to take all of your written content, audio, video, message that anyone has access to. It's got to go somewhere else, whether with you or to another place. But we don't have access to this anymore. But you get to leave behind three lessons you would share with the world, three things you know to be true from everything you learned. What would you say are those three truths for you? You know, I think... um and I'm going to try to make it concise this time. I, I rambled on in the first uh, first one we did, um, but you know, number one is is chase energy. Ooh, right? Like you have to to hunt the things that feed Gosh, you, not so pull from you. Right? So good. And you, if you focus on building a life of around relationships, job everything that you do about doing the things that give you energy happiness is found there mm. right like in in chasing energy above everything else That's so good uh, will lead you uh, to fulfillment right and th- the second one like um like design life 
you know, don't live life and let life happen to you. Don't try to work really hard and then try to have free time and be focused. Mm. Decide what type of life that you want and design it. Then uh, learn to grow towards it and get better and better at creating the plan that you will grow belief in can happen mm. and then you will become the ideal version of yourself. Yep. But you cannot do that without designing life. Okay. You know, and, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, we spoke about it pretty extensively, but it, find joy in the process, right? Like it is not about, um, you know, it's not necessarily about the process. Fall in love with the process. It's life. You're living. You're doing it. You're... Uh, growing, evolving, expanding towards your ideal life, the what you want to accomplish, who you want to be, but learn to get better and better at it so it takes less energy and that yes. you have total joy so that it is nothing more than this joyous journey to to where you want to be and beyond. Yeah. Because you'll never stop growing and never expand. When you fall in love and find joy in the process, you will then just do the process forever and go beyond what you could even imagine was co- was even possible. Mm. Chase energy, design your life, and find joy in the process. Um, I'm really grateful for you, man. I'm so I'm so grateful for friends. I'm so grateful I've been able to watch and have access to your information over the last five years. But watch you for ten years before then, and be in your life in the last five years, and hopefully contribute to your life in, in certain ways as well by bringing you different different things as well. But I'm, big I'm time. yeah, <laughs> bringing Billy G. Hopefully that was a good one. <laughs> but I'm grateful for uh, and I acknowledge you for you not only talking about what you're going to create, which so many people say what they're going to do. Probably 99% of people don't do it, and you've done it. Yeah. And that's what I really acknowledge you for is like you created it, you designed the vision for your life, and you did so much in five years. Yeah. Every time I talk to you, you're always doing and being the better version of yourself you want to be. Yeah. You're living it. Since the moment I met you, you've always been about positive energy. Yeah. And finding joy in the process, everything, even when it's like, oh, this happened, and this TV show didn't work out, and this. We spent all this energy on this thing and it didn't work out the way we wanted it to. You always find like the joy in the process. And I've watched you obsess over designing your life. Obsess over these metrics and the dashboards you show me on your computer of like, this is how I analyze it. And every morning and every night and I track it and I measure it. And this is the whole thing at the end of the year, the report. And now I know what to do next year for it to be even better. You fall in love with the process. You design your life. And I can't wait for you to start creating this in book format and speech format for others to start learning how to replicate it. Because I think that's where your legacy will really live, is how you teach others how to do this. Because yeah. I want to keep learning how to do this myself. So I acknowledge you for all this, my man. I acknowledge you for your, uh, your, the joy you bring to your friends, your family, your business partners. Because every time I'm in a meeting with you and there's other people around, you bring energy. You don't chase yeah. it, you create it. Yeah. And yeah. that is a gift. So I acknowledge you for all this stuff. I can't wait for five years. Uh, and, and all the times we hang out in the future before then. Um, anything else we can do to support you or to talk about before the final question? No, no, <laughs> because, you know, really we we just being on here again and giving, allowing me to be on 
this glorious platform that you have grown yeah, and man. evolved, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, I'm just thankful that we're friends and ultimately yeah. that we get to share this conversation mm. to share with others, you know? Yeah, we're helping a lot of people. You're helping a lot of people, man. I appreciate it. Okay, final question. What's your definition of greatness? Oh, man, it's, it's you know, to me... Um, like I really believe that that very similar to before because I I I see it in other great individuals and I'm trying to chase it. Mm. But it but it really is when your personal mastery um, becomes so highly optimized that you you grow into a level that almost no other people have ever done, mm. which then inspires the masses to try to emulate you and be the best version of themselves, wow. you know. But at the end of the day, it's still like who you are, what you dedicate yourself to, your personal mastery reaches such a level that others can't help but be inspired by it. Mm. True greatness. I'm here. I'm Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got some value from it. If it inspired you, please spread the message of greatness to a friend, a family member, a colleague, a coworker. Share it out on social media and make sure to tag myself and Rob Deerdeck as well so we know that you're listening and watching The School of Greatness and that you enjoyed this conversation. And if you got value from this, then subscribe over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube and stay up to date on the latest and greatest on The School of Greatness podcast. And also leave us a review of the part you enjoyed the most. What was the thing that Rob said or shared that inspired you or made you think differently post about that in the review section over on apple podcast right now and i want to remind you if no one's told you lately that you are loved you are worthy and you matter and sometimes we can forget that so here is your daily reminder that you are loved you are worthy and you matter i'm so grateful for you and you know what time it is it's time to go out there and do something great